This is the podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist, supplement strategist, and today's episode is Neil finally got COVID. <laughs> it finally happened, everybody. I'm no longer COVID pure. I'm dirty and <laughs> unwashed and shameful. Is this really a show, though, right? That's the question you're asking yourself is like, is this worth an episode? I, Of course it is. Like, this is a big deal, man. If you've been following me since the beginning of this whole thing, you know that I've been pretty good. I've ducked it this whole time. So I've got lots of insight to kind of bring to the table here after my experience with the COVID virus, the 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 flu. <laughs> I want to say all the horrible, horrible, dumb things that were said, but uh, I'm not gonna. I mean, if you're watching me on YouTube, you can definitely tell that there's something going on with me. One, my hair. Like I am like gonna compete with Conan O'Brien soon. I think here with this haircut. Um, it takes a lot to keep my quaff. Uh, under you know get controlled it takes a lot of effort to keep it that way and when you're sick for so long and you don't have to you know uh put gel in your hair uh your your hair starts to go into fro mode is what mine does at least and so i kind of look like a messed up cheap wolverine (laughs) and then on top of that it looks like I grabbed my wife's shirt <laughs> before I left. I'm, I'm ripped, though, huh, guys? <laughs> oh, man, I'm, like, busting out of this thing. Good thing I lost a couple pounds not eating anything during my stay with COVID. Jesus. All right, visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast-related, including signing up for our premium membership. It used to be called Off the Record, but I ain't got time for that anymore. Um, it All it does right now, folks, is just throw a couple bucks this way to help pay the bills. <laughs> We're going to start it so you get your episodes early at least, and hopefully once you know I'm done with COVID and I launch my woodstockvitamins.com new site, uh, I'll have some more time for y'all. Um, Um, And we can do some more cool stuff with the podcast. Uh, Hopefully that stuff will be coming soon. But subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And even over on YouTube, give us a five-star review as often as you can each and every episode because it helps us get seen and heard. And I think it's worth it. And at this point, I would normally do a pre-show affirmation, letting people know that I'm a fan of supplements done right, and I'm not a big fan of the deceptive practices of the health and wellness industries. But today, my pre-show affirmation is this, COVID is real. (laughs) And I also no longer argue with people uh, trying to encourage them to get vaccinated. Uh, This is not an episode discussing COVID vaccination. Uh, If you want my thoughts on vaccination, COVID, and the concept of holistic, visit drneal.co and look at the number of articles that I've written on the subject and even times we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, My affirmation today is uh, that it's really fucked up that I even have to say that, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think that it's silly that I have to even put asterisks on any conversation about an infectious disease, but whatever, we're here, dude, right? So today's show is Neil finally and probably deservedly got COVID. (laughs) I'm stupid tired. (laughs) And I was just going to skip this week, but I decided to put my thoughts on the episode here because I do think I have something to say. Um, So it's going to be simple. I'm going to tell my story in one of the segments, how I think it finally got me, my experience with it, and what life in Casa Smoller has been since I got it. 
And then the three lessons that I learned about COVID-19 that I could have only learned from getting ill. Let's just jump right in. Let's talk about Neil's COVID story. Oh, boy. <laughs> I guess I don't have superior genetics like I was telling Mark all those <laughs> episodes. I didn't think it was going to get me, man. We went to Europe this summer. We were on public transport. And that was during like the height of those Omicron variant waves. And if you recall from my stories, it was also the height of the you know, temperature waves <laughs> as evidenced by us sweating. But then you know, learning about where that whole French-Italian deodorant stereotype came from. <laughs> I am just joking. Of course, I'm just joking. I'm joking, people, because we were all gross and smelly, not just the locals. <laughs> but anyway, I went to Europe. I go to New York City all the time. I, I shared on the podcast. The holiday season, we were there like twice a week, basically. And, you know, we, we go to shows, we're in restaurants. I'm on the stinky subways. I go out to dinner around town here. I've got four kids in public school, man. Like, they, they just had a dance last month, and there's like 10 kids in my house that slept over after just mixing with hundreds of other kids at a gross dance for young kids. So why wouldn't I think that I'm immune, right? After all that COVID-busting work, I thought I was exempt. I went to those churches in those early days, and I gave every different type of denomination their vaccines way ahead of everybody else. They got some of the first doses, and every single person was like, bless you, and you know, I'm praying for you. And I, I thought somebody got a word up there, man. I thought I was exempt. I didn't think that uh, I was going to be getting COVID, but no. And the worst part about it was I think that I got it at one of the places that I've immunized Almost over, no, over 13 times now. I've been to the Culinary Institute and I just, uh, you know, vaccinating like crazy. And our, our friends and I, uh, we got together to go to the CIA beefsteak. And again, Culinary Institute of America, not the spies <laughs> that make the, I've, I've watched every movie under the planet. So I've watched every CIA spy, <laughs> spy movie at this point. But anyway, so they do a celebration of the American Steakhouse. And, you know, they've got the, band in the back playing the jaunty tunes. You put on a silly hat and an apron, and then you sit there and you pig out on like six courses of meat. Um, so 18 of us <laughs> rent a party bus. We go down there. We have a grand old time with like 250 other people. <laughs> Three days later, I start coughing. Now, again, to my credit, I feel like COVID was out that weekend. It was like partying it itself because so many people in my local circle, especially the ones that were like have avoided COVID so far, we're very much reporting the same results. We went out this weekend and three days later, here we are. And, you know, you know, th the whole thing is, is like, I didn't know that I had COVID. Of course, nobody knows, right? I just start coughing one night and I'm playing computer games with Ava, my, uh, uh, podcast assistant who hasn't been showing up as I've been doing single shows and she's got school and stuff like that. But anyway, so like I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm playing computer games with her. She's on one computer, I'm on the other, and I'm doing my normal cough. That's probably reflux because I don't chew my food like you're supposed to. And, and you know, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it because I'm normally a mess. And so I go to bed and I wake up the next morning with a mean cough. And I mean, mean, like it skipped the first six days of like a bacterial bronchitis and jumped right into that super deep, productive, gross cough. 
And of course, I test myself because that's what you're supposed to do, right? And it was a big fat negative. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, what the heck is going on? Is this like, you know, some bad reflux? The one thing I was thinking was like, you know, maybe it's like uh, I burned myself and maybe I aspirated some hot liquids. I don't know what the heck it was. You know, I've given 20,000 tests, so I'm not thinking that I did it wrong and it's a potential false negative. Right. I'm just thinking, oh, I just don't have covid, whatever. Right. And so I go to work and I'm miserable uh, with not much nor- more than normal. Uh, and, you know, at the store. It's not that big of a deal because we're masking. Uh, The CDC has recommended that Ulster County, the county that we're in, uh, indoor masks because of high spread. And so we're trying to lead when it comes to COVID. So I masked up. And around 4 o'clock at work, I I hit a wall. Now, all day I'm like barking. Now I'm barking into my mask and I'm kind of like, I'm miserable, you know, and everybody's like, what the heck is wrong with you? So I hit this wall at 4 o'clock. I scoot, go home. And I just do a test just for the, you know, SNGs there. Just just want to see what's going on. Is it possible? So I do a test and the test is going to be inconclusive because there's not enough booger juice, right? I, I put the thing and I'm like squeezing, trying to get the drops out and the Q-tip probably absorbed too much. I don't know what the heck happened, right? Uh, so I do a second test like right away. So I scrub and I realize it's not going to work. So I just do another test right there. So I put the two tests next to each other. And um, I walk away and and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. And my wife's like, well, the one that you're saying didn't work is saying that you're positive. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so uh, I was like, but then the second one was negative. So I didn't know what the heck was going on. So anyway, I drag myself back to the pharmacy. Nobody's there at this point. And I do a PCR test. And guess what? COVID positive. Woohoo, right? So I get home. And my nine-year-old breaks out the measuring tape. (laughs) And she's like, six foot daddy, stay away. And then I just start masking up. And I then try to work through, you know, in my head what this really means. I mean, I've given the advice a million times on what to do now. And so I know I'm not going to work, right? Uh, I don't know how sick I'm going to get. And I know that I got to get upstairs in quarantine right now. I got to lock myself in this bedroom. That means that Aaron's got to sleep downstairs. Oh, Jesus. So go get your bad stuff. Get your clothes for the next few days. Oh, wait. I've been living my normal La Vida Loca life the past few days. Who the heck else in this house is going to get sick? Oh, my goodness. So we start a testing spray. And you know how you get eight tests every month, right? We've already blown through 40 tests in just the seven, eight, nine days now since I've had this thing. You know, everyone's good on night zero on uh, <laughs> on that first night. And so it's just me who has to go upstairs and hit the skids. And so we're kind of all in this weird place. We haven't had this happen to us before. We don't know what to expect. Um, I start medicating with ibuprofen before bed just because I feel like crap. And I'm like, I don't want to, you know, uh, like get a fever or something like that. But in the middle of the night, here comes this feverish feeling, Right. And then all of a sudden it hits me, severe body ache, severe headache, whole body chills. Like I'm under a blanket, every blanket that I have in my room and I'm freezing. Anytime that I stand up to go to the bathroom, get some water, it takes me about 30 to 60 minutes to stop with the chills. It's got awful, right? So the first 48 hours from that first positive test. It's so bad that I'm like moaning. I'm like, ah, like, like just trying to get. I don't know, like 
made a pig. I don't know, but whatever noise I was just making there, but I was moaning out loud and I'm normally not that kind of dude, right? I normally am like, all right, whatever. I just got to deal with this and shake it off, but wasn't happening folks. And so I have to set my alarm. So every two hours I take an acetaminophen dose because I'm going to want it way earlier. So it was either Tylenol or Advil, basically. I was taking alternating them every two hours as you do to like break a fever with a little kid, right? That's what I was doing. And if I didn't set that clock, I would be telling myself, go take it because you feel so bad. So I had to hold myself to the two hours, but then also stick to that very strict schedule just to feel normal, right? And when I didn't stick to it, I was super miserable. It was horrible. I'm trying to watch TV and do all that great stuff everybody talks about when you get COVID and I, I can't even enjoy myself. I can catch a nap here and there, but I'm not sleeping for the first 48 hours. And I don't eat anything. I did ask my wife for some smoothies, right? Just like on the show. I practice what I preach, folks. I had this great, complete, nutritious meal from a smoothie that was light and hydrating. What an awesome idea that was. So if you get COVID, drink some smoothies. But it's all I could eat. That was really it. But, um, you know... I, you know, truth be told, like I, I was eating something else. As soon as I got a positive diagnosis, I, of course, got the Paxlovid script just in case. I don't know how intense it's going to be. And when I sent my wife to get the script, I said, grab me some M&M's. <laughs> so she brought home the pillow sized bag of it. And that's what I kind of had in between smo- the two smoothies that I ate over two days. And, you know, it, it was weird. Like, the Paxlovid prescription I started like probably 24 hours after that test. And that stuff's weird, man, right? It's it's two different antivirals, three pills twice a day for five days. You know, they say you have GI side effects with it. And I didn't really have any of the like horrible diarrhea that people talk about, but definitely had some gastric discomfort. And they were talking about metallic taste. And that did pick up with me. Um, but my tongue was shot. As I said, I burnt my mouth, right? Because <laughs> I'm just a mess. Uh, three days before, like basically the day, uh, the Monday after our little CIA beefsteak event, I pull an espresso shot from my espresso machine. And instead of sitting it there to let it cool, I just pound the thing because I'm just, you know, somewhere else in my head, right? And so it was super duper hot. Of course, it was 90 plus degrees. And so I burnt my lips, my tongue, and my gums. I am a hot mess, right? So, I, you know, the, the taste sensation being away, it could be the Paxlovid. It's definitely not the COVID. It's it's being burnt like like a hot mess that, <laughs> that I am. So I, I don't think that I lost taste at all. Um, I don't think I had much taste <laughs> to begin with based on how I dress and my musical taste, but... <laughs> You know, I don't think that was COVID. I think that's just because I like Coldplay. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I checked my temperature because everybody's like, oh, you're going to get a fever. And I definitely felt like I had a fever. Um, But I I don't know if it was all the NSAIDs I was taking, but I I never had an elevated temperature. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, does anybody have a fever? (laughs) Like, how many times have you had your, your temperature checked since this pandemic started? And it's always below 90. It's like I'm running cold. <laughs> anyway, so I also, um, interesting, I had an oximeter because I'm trying to collect all the data that I, that I can. And I'm normally a 97% guy. My Apple Watch tells me that all the time. And, you know, I, I've used oximeters before and I'm 97% kind of dude. And at one point during the worst part of it, it, it went down to 90. 
which, you know, I don't know what to think of that or take that, but, uh, you know, with a grain of salt, of course. But I did notice that my SpO2 dropped a bit during this whole thing. So uh, whatever. I don't, I don't think it means anything, but it just happened. So the cough that I had was persistent. So I was using vaporizers, which is a good tip. Make sure you have a vaporizer running. That helps kind of give a little substance to that cough that's there. I was using some cough medicine. I didn't have the lean. Uh, I'm not a rapper, so I didn't have any access to promethazine and codeine. I kind of wish I did. <laughs> and, you know, that that's it. And, like, it was two days of god-awfulness. But then on day three, it's like, boom, light switch. No more chills. Like, not a chill to be had after that. And, in fact, like, the headache was still hanging on. And that headache was probably one of the worst headaches I've ever had. But... You know, I'm not medicating as much. I don't have to stick to that strict schedule. And I can sit up and I'm starting to eat. And I just feel like the end of a really bad cold at this point. And so I, I spend my first five days of COVID basically shivering and crying out for two of them. And then I watched every movie ever made, which was a cool part of it. I, I went back through the best movies of all time and watched a bunch of stuff from before my time. I'm a young dude. I'm only 42 something too, 42. Yeah. 42. Um, so two standouts, the player with Tim Robinson, which oh, no, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, not Tim Robinson, Tim Robinson. Is that somebody else? I don't even know. But anyway, my favorite though, was the sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. So if you haven't watched that, you should watch it because Paul Newman is gorgeous <laughs> and he makes a mean balsamic vinaigrette. So like he's a total package kind of guy, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, so I watched a million movies and I put together Lego sets. <laughs> I know this is very important information, but I bought Lego sets for myself over the years. You know, Lego is like, okay, all the kids that played with them in the 80s are now 40. So let's make some toys to make them, uh, you know, have those member berries. And so I got Back to the Future. I got Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. I got the Nintendo. So I just sat there and probably 20 hours of my time was spent putting Legos together. And my kids were like, what the heck are you doing in there? You're making like a factory. But I say all that to say this, I am leisured out. Like I get the appeal here of chilling out and enjoying that quarantine time. I am done. <laughs> I don't need a, 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 any time off anytime soon. In fact, I'm like, I got to get productive. <laughs> this is kind of ridiculous. So, you know, so that's my story, which is pretty basic. And, you know, the, the interesting piece was the slow burn that was happening because, you know, 24 hours after I test positive, my daughter gets picked up from school and goes, mom, I'm sick. And Aaron's like, dude, I tested you this morning. What's going on? Boom, positive, right? And then 24 hours after that, my son coughs. And Aaron looks at him and goes, why are you coughing? <laughs> and he's like, what? I didn't do anything. And so she tests him and boom, positive. And, you know, so once live sick, we're worried, you know, but we're not surprised because she was hanging out with me basically that night right before I quarantined. And, you know, we didn't know how she would do when we were worried about our kids. You know, we don't know how our kids are going to respond to this, this crazy infection. Uh, but she was great. You know, uh, for her, it was a bad cold. It made her tired and it gave her a weird cough occasionally. But she only had like one bad night where she felt like she needed some medicine in the middle of the night. One interesting thing is all the kids including me, we all kind of turned gray. <laughs> we, we lost our color and just looked very gray. Aaron's like, oh, you guys look dead, which is kind of creepy. But um, that was something that hit all of us kind of consistently. But anyway, bullet dodge. My kids aren't going to get hit hard with it, which is great. And, you know, 
the big thing was like, oh crap, when Rowan's positive, that means that we're all gone. Like this is going to just last forever because if it's going to be a rolling slow burn, that means that Ava, Arya, Aaron could all get COVID over the next five to seven days and then be out for 10 days. And that to us sounded horrible that we'd be missing a month of watching this roll through. I mean, stomach bugs roll through our, our scene and, and like it's miserable for two weeks, but it's over uh, to have this go on and on and on. We, it wasn't something that I was really interested in. So we thought that, of course, it could be way worse, you know, um, you know, the the lucky thing was that it sounds like my wife actually has the superior genetics. So her, Ava, Aria, no COVID so far. And I think we're day nine or 10 from my infection uh, right now. And uh, yeah, so, I, you know, the, the two that had COVID, they're doing great. They're enjoying their time isolating a little too much, I would say. And my energy levels are a bit shot. I'm not sleeping very well, um, but nothing as dramatic as what everybody else is reporting. And you know, I'm thankful that it was as mis- as miserable as it was, but not any worse. And and that's really my story. So here's the three things that I've learned about COVID that I only could have learned by experiencing it firsthand. So the first thing is that this is truly novel. <laughs> what a stupid thing for me to say. It's like, oh, yeah, it's truly novel. I, I agree with that. It's a novel corona. Of course, it's novel. It's a brand new virus. It's not something that has been around before, you know, but it is a coronavirus. We know what to expect. We're expecting those upper respiratory symptoms. And, you know, the unique thing about this coronavirus is those long-term symptoms that can happen from all the damage from that hyper-inflammatory state and all the stuff it does in the cardiovascular system. But, you know, that stuff is later. Like, you learn that you have that stuff at a later time. And most of the people that are getting those are the people that are, you know, getting reinfected or aren't vaccinated or got the infection early on in the pandemic. But what I'm talking about, I guess, is is how the expression of those basic coronavirus and upper respiratory tract symptoms that we've been talking about for the three years, about how different that was, right? So the fever, headache, chills, cough, stuffy nose, all that stuff I've experienced before, you know? I've done, I've done that, right? You hear that and you're like, oh, I'm familiar with that. I, I know what to expect. And I've been through that easily with cold, common colds and I've been through that bad, you know, with bacterial infections and flus and such, right? But I know what to expect. And that's the part that kind of caught me um, off guard and like was the most surprising for me. The timing of those symptoms. So when each one of those things started compared to the others is totally different than what I've experienced with flus, colds, and bacterial infections over my life, right? Like I said, we, we jumped right into this with this crazy mean sounding cough. So, you know, Liv felt fatigued, but Rowan and I both had that like bark that just came out of nowhere. And so it was really weird. It just, it just, you wouldn't normally experience that without lots of other symptoms leading up to that point and you knowing really conclusively that you're sick. And so then you get this headache, but it's a tenacious headache. Like it is one of the most intense things. And chills, I've had chills before, but not like this. And I would expect them at different times. And that's what was so surprising was just how hard it hit, right? And the intensity and the timing, you know, which brings me to this thing that I learned, right? For for me, it put to bed this whole idea that I may have had it, but I was asymptomatic 
cliche that I like people say all the time. I said repeatedly just kind of as a yeah like maybe I've had it I can't I can't be like oh I'm really superior genetics here and I've never gotten this thing I, I probably got it right I, you people say that during this thing and it really kind of puts it to rest because you know more than likely I had not had COVID before because you know though I was actively vaccinated and I wore masks and I had all that luck I I probably just never had it you know because you know the the symptoms that I experienced and how I experienced them was definitively something different than I had ever experienced before. Now I know that while the list of symptoms I'm familiar with, they're those same old symptoms, I, I understand how the difference with that timing and intensity of those symptoms, right, uh, and how they're really distinct. So then that may help me in the future be better equipped to differentiate between allergies, cold, and COVID in the future. So, you know, during this pandemic, a lot of, as soon as you're sick, you're like, oh, it's COVID, it's over, I'm done, right? And so I think that me experiencing this, I can now say, oh, no, no, I know what that's going to look like, right? Uh, and I know, uh, you know, that I'm probably okay at this point, or I know to keep testing because of how COVID hits, Again, it doesn't mean that because I've been through it, I'm not going to test aggressively if I have those symptoms. That's what you're supposed to do, and that's what those free tests are for. Um, But, you know, it just means that I have more information, basically. And the second lesson here is that this COVID thing, it's on and then it's off. Uh, COVID doesn't play around, dude. It's in and it's out. It's got people, it's got stuff to do, people to infect. It hit me hard. But in a flash, it was over, right? So I again, I feel like I'm sick, like I'm I'm getting over a cold, and that's going to take some time. But the the intensity of it was a very very brief, short lived, like bam, right? And you know, was it the Paxlovid that I took? I don't know, but you know, my experience seems to you know be pretty common with people. People uh, have reported that it's an intense early period, and then it's just kind of this lingering kind of cold that just lasts a little bit too long. You know, the, again, the interesting thing to me about this was how you're fine and negative. And then in the next minute, it just flips like suddenly my again, my kids were tested every morning after I became positive. And then a few hours later, at the end of the school day, two of the four kids all reported suddenly feeling sick and then testing positive. So it's crazy to me. The level of antigen climbs that rapidly over that short of a time. I mean, it's it's not detectable just five, six hours earlier. That That's crazy. And it's interesting too, right? Um, you know, I, I tested before I went to work and I was symptomatic, meaning that there was virus there and it was enough to make me sick, but not enough to trip up a test. So I think this on and off thing is pretty interesting because it was only the kids who were in contact with me or each other in that very narrow window between sick and positive and sick that ended up with COVID. That was the the craziest part. It, you know, we were all around other people. I got sick at this beefsteak dinner with 18 other people. I snore next to my wife and, and cough with that horrible cough all throughout the night. So despite being symptomatic, it seems that we were only spreading this thing in this really narrow window. And I'm sure... I mean, I know that you're contagious, uh, symptomatic or not, positive or not, right? But again, this is more information for me. It really helps 
I guess, ease some unknown anxieties here about, you know, my experience. It's my frame of reference, Donnie. You know, I don't have to be as uptight as I was before. I was super apprehensive about this whole thing because I'm like, oh, at any moment I could, I've heard the stories. You walk past a dude at a restaurant, you're not even at the restaurant and it's an outdoor thing and you can get COVID. And now I'm seeing in practicality, at least with this variant, it seems to be a little bit more specific, a smaller window. And so, you know, it's great. I don't have to be as nervous, which is an important thing for living alongside COVID. An interesting thing that also kind of came up here as an aside is that it seemed to dilute at each step. So I got this big dose of COVID, it seemed, because I got the sickest and I got sick first. But then my little bit spread to live in that little window and she got positive, but didn't have it nearly as bad. And Rowan got it probably from Liv being around Liv for the next couple of days, but it was barely even a cold. And again, more real life experience here that helps kind of put things into perspective. It like solidifies some of those fuzzy areas of understanding, right? I've been talking about this thing for a long time and I've been reading uh, people's experiences, but it's not really until you, you kind of have that rubber meet the road situation that you you can really speak to this stuff. So my third point, my third lesson from COVID, or I guess my third lesson from getting COVID is that it sucks. <laughs> oh my God, it sucks. It's just the flu. It's not that bad. It's like a bad cold. Oh, it's all the way up to like, oh man, it hit me hard. It knocked my socks off. Guess what? It sucks. <laughs> it sucks because even for two days, It was one of the worst upper respiratory tract things that's ever happened to me ever, period. And even if it's mild, it flips your life upside down better than this podcast does. (laughs) And, you know, I get it. Days off of work are great. Lego sets are cool, but it's annoying at best and hard to endure if you're lucky like me and deadly at worst. So COVID sucks so much that it's enough to enforce a new policy for me personally. And here it is. Unless the thing is cool, I'm wearing a mask. (laughs) So public transport is not cool. I'm wearing a mask, even and especially on planes, man. Screw that. If I'm watching a show, I'm out to a movie where I don't have to talk to, I'm putting a mask on, right? But if I'm out to dinner, you know, wearing a mask into the restaurant and then like up to go to the bathroom while I'm here mixing with, that's silly. So of course I'm not going to do that. And if I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends, I'm not going to mask. So my calculation now is, you know, it used to be about risk and I don't have a high risk of dying or getting super sick from COVID. So I am not going to mask. I'm okay. I, I've done the calculations. If I'm in a high risk environment, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious, but I'm okay. Now it's, well, I know I'm going to be okay, but I don't want to have to deal with this hassle. (laughs) So I'm going to take some extra steps to make sure that I don't have to deal with COVID again. Right. Uh, You know, it's like we have to live alongside covid. It's what we have to do. Right. I'm just not going to wing it 100 percent of the time. So I hope you enjoyed story time. Uh, You know, I also hope that my experience and my insights here do for you what it did for me. It reminds you that no one is unreachable here, right? And I definitely don't have superior genetics. If anything, my wife certainly does, but we all knew that already. And, you know, COVID is annoying at best. 
you know, and it's annoying enough to take steps to mitigate the spread. I think that's kind of a good middle of the line lesson, right? If you're high risk, you're going to have to take way more precautions and you probably hopefully still always do. But if you're like me and you're in that kind of pocket of people that is like, eh, is this really something for me? Yeah, it's it's a big pain in the butt and you don't really want to deal with it. <laughs> and so I also have less uncertainty now than at any point in the pandemic, which is really important, I think. You know, the clarity that I got from this experience means that I should, of course, still be cautious, but I can not be as anxious. That does it for this week's podcast episode. Take a few minutes and give us a five-star review and share this podcast to your social feeds. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast-related. And remember, being our healthiest starts with being honest with ourselves and the health and wellness industry, then blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, and I've got your back. Thanks for joining me. 